Welcome to season four of Handpicked. This is about people grilling me to get my business experience, to help them grow their And what's businesses. great is we get to learn, discover and meet incredible business owners who are really up to some very interesting things. Anyway, enjoy. Maybe you've got some questions for the next season. Andrew's got a great idea that came out of being stuck at home. Vertical farming. He tells us all about it in this episode. So why don't you just to give us all a little bit of um, context, tell us about your business. Uh, so I was actually a little bit bored during COVID lockdown. Like oh, most, unlike most anybody else, yes. And um, I bred fish for aquariums and I had them growing out in big barrels outside and didn't want to waste the water every month by changing it. So figured I could grow some vegetables off that. And then that led to one thing and another. And then I did a course, international course on uh, a vertical farming and aquaponics and did extremely well. Then spoke to a few people and all of a sudden everyone got it. They understood it. So customers were sort of coming out of the woodwork saying, um, sign me up, sign me up. So that then led to uh, setting up a pilot study um, to, to test, I guess, the whole concept of the startup and the business model. Great. So it is vertical farming. Yes, but <laughs> using the aquaponics method of farming, which in, so hydroponics is instead of the commercial fertilizers going in the front end, we're using the aquaculture aspect in the front end uh, to feed the plants and then the plants clean the water up for the fish. Amazing. So are you pre-revenue? Yes. Yeah, so just a pilot study, uh, just to get through, test it, test it with real customers. So so two supermarket uh, stores um, will be part of the, a pilot, uh, a restaurant and oh, I'll say a couple of individuals just um, because they um, – want better quality vegetables, essentially. Fantastic. So what's the first question? Uh, so the, the first question is around what advice do you have for a founder trying to find talented people in a new startup for a startup that's not sort of mainstream? So clearly the people who are going to work with you are going to need to be passionate about what you do and maybe have some understanding for that. So you mentioned that you did a course um, and I kind of reflect on those people who would be really interested in this space, maybe students or people coming out of university before they've headed into um, a particular niche of um, horticulture or uh, agronomy. So um, perhaps if you started talking to the careers officers at some of the local universities, it might be a really great place to start. Yeah, that's really good. Thank you. And what's your next yeah, question? Yeah, second question. <laughs> um, uh, what advice do you have for a founder that is hesitant about trying to raise seed funding just in case the startup's not successful? Sorry, just to preface that seed funding, it's around um, capital purchases for, um, you know, for growth. It's not, you know, operating, operational costs. Yeah, so very clever because you don't want to take an investment if it's just working capital that you need. That's really not a good use of capital. Um, and too often we hear that. So if this is about infrastructure and the capital equipment um, re required, I wonder if there's other ways that you can go about getting that equipment. Um, it does sound, whereabouts are you located? Uh, in Melbourne. 
Yeah. Look, it sounds like it's such an innovative product a product and program. And I do know that there's a really thriving startup uh, community in Victoria and the government has a whole lot of kind of seed capital and uh, are providing grants. And, and so my first port of call would actually be to go and speak to, I'll put it in the link, but it, it is the startup innovation uh, hub and approach them about getting a grant for this to get, get your business to the next stage. Thank you. Uh, the next question is, um, what advice do you have regarding a typical commercial relationship set up between a startup and advisors? You know, I was thinking about how can you provide yourself with an ecosystem around you? Um, and the University of Melbourne has a fabulous program called MAPS, and it might be really worth looking at because you might be able to it's not about whether you get advisors, it's about who do you ask the right question of. And you don't necessarily need to set up an advisory board when really it's one question you need answered. I remember when we wanted to go into um, retail and into gift cards and uh, rather than set up an advisory board and how to do this, I just picked up the phone and asked um, Lorna Inman, who at the time was the CEO of Target, who I'd met at a function, and I said, look, how do I get into retail? And she said, well, the key for us is if we can keep people in store longer, they're going to buy more. So if your product is interesting enough, it's going to keep people in store. So it was about the one question and who do you need it asked. So a bit like coming on this show, really. It's uh, what are the questions that you need asked and who would be the right person to ask that question of? And over a period of time, you might seek some wise heads in terms of business growth or more fundamentals around the actual business. But we're in this startup stage, you're going to have a lot of questions and you're going to need, need them answered from all sorts of different areas. For instance, you know, how do I set up for export? How do I set up for this, that? And the, so I, I think, first of all, find out your question, then you would be surprised how accessible people are. Um, and especially if you're just asking them a single question, people are very generous. We don't, when people say, will you mentor me? I say, no, I'd be the worst mentor on the planet um, because that's not real. But when people ask me a question, I'm happy to help. So just know your questions and find out who's the right person to answer it. Thank you. Um, the last question I have is around balancing chasing opportunities um, versus getting product out the door. So, for example, I have this really good opportunity, and it's actually a give-back opportunity in regional Victoria, but it does cause a delay in getting product out the door, or in my case, produce out the door. Um, do you have sort of advice on the balance of chasing opportunities versus just you know getting, getting product done, getting product out the door? So there's the old saying of rushing to the urgent for the sake of the important. So most founders are so busy rushing to the urgent, they never work on the important. And the way to scale your business is by working on the important. That is the systems and processes to allow yourself to scale. So which of those two things is going to give you the sustainable momentum that you need? Now, to lay over the top of that, there's this one fundamental thing called cash flow. But if I think about the uniqueness of your A, your product, but B, the uniqueness of your specific superpowers, 
where are you going to use your superpowers? And I think that that's really um, important. So who else can do what in your business? And you don't have to do any everything. And how do you find maybe outsourced support for doing other functions? You can't grow your business on your own. Yeah. we'd like to but you know you you really can't so if I think about you when you say oh I've got to ship product well can someone else do that does that require unique skills whereas I do know in the sales role or the increasing of your distribution and your network your superpower is your passion of how this came to be and you sell the vision, you sell the purpose, you sell the contribution and that is actually a unique superpower versus picking and packing and the other things that need to get done. So really look at your list and I bet your list is long, all the things you love, all the things you loathe, um, who else can do what. Also look at whether there's systems and processes that you could put in place Um, and it might be a platform, it might be something else to to really help you uh, in terms of your scale. I'm sure you've got another question for me in there just off the top of your head because you've got such a really great business. I think uh, you might remember that I invested in a business called VeggiePod um, in, uh, in Shark Tank. I can't remember what series it was. And that was a massive, uh, it still is a massive success because it enabled people to grow veggies in their own home. So I do also wonder if you need to go on your own or whether there's somebody that you could partner with, uh, license what you're doing and, and, um, because they've already put in place the distribution around the world and so forth. So, um, I, I'm excited for what your product offers, obviously not just with the sustainability aspect, but the quality um, and the nutrition and so forth. So do you have to go on alone? Could you find a partner, somebody who's kind of in a space or has done it before? Uh, definitely finding partners um, because I want to take it a step further. Um, so because once you introduce the aquaculture part at the front, you're then feeding commercial fish food to the fish. But if you then take it further and say, we can use insect protein, which has source from bio waste, Mm. then it becomes far more interesting opportunity. Um, And and then this opportunity in regional Victoria is to do with a school campus. So there's education around bringing STEM out of the classroom and real world projects. And the other part then is that it's a campus that is a boarding school therefore you can take their waste put it into the system and produce their produce so that's the give back bit that I'm just so I don't just grab hold of that because <laughs> I think it's just wonderful that you can educate and um, you improve the nutrition or the, the you know the source of the pro- produce um, for a captured group of people so great yeah, great test it's a really great test and super exciting, and I know many a corporation would be very, very interested in the innovation. Um, one of the things that um, I've heard of in Victoria um, is uh, a woman who has a business where she collects the uh, food waste and then she has a special bug that eats it and then that creates the dirt from the bugs, which then they um, use uh, to 
fermentate the seeds, which they then drop by uh, drones. I mean, it's just this incredible kind of hole. And um, it was actually the Telstra Innovation uh, Project that invested in that. So I think, you know, it would be very interesting to speak to um, either some large corporations or maybe MAPS at Melbourne University, as I mentioned earlier, about really um, how you can get the support you need around you um, to really to to really drive this. Because what you don't want is to find that you are working so hard on your business um, or in your business, you can't work on your business and to really grow it and scale it. Um, you know, it's a fantastic idea. I'm I, I, So please, let's look at where you spend your time. And whilst this is a fabulous installation, which is amazing proof of concept, I also suggest you look at dedicating at least two hours a week for your strategic growth. And that is about reaching out to different sorts of um, either organisations or structures that could support you in your growth. Time is your most precious resource now. Yes. <laughs> yes. And by the way, you never get through that to-do list. Never ends. <laughs> oh, Andrew, what a fabulous story. And thank you so much for coming on Handpicked. I think it's really terrific. Um, and look, we, we look forward to hearing more. Hopefully we'll be able to share with our listeners the URL when you're all set to go um, and to actually show them what this means because uh, you have come on a national platform and people will be curious. So thank you so much for sharing it with us. Uh, thank you for the opportunity. All the best. Keep growing. Literally. Ha <laughs> ha. Wow, thanks for listening. Surely there's someone you know who could learn from this too. Please share. Remember to subscribe and we look forward to having you on the next episode of Handpicked.